Welcome, everyone. <laughs> Take two to Duking It Out podcast, where Hello. where we talk all about things in pop culture and go into a deep dive, talk about what's making us excited, and then one of us surprises the other one at the end of the show with what we'll be discussing on the next podcast. And I am Stacy Campbell, and I am with my daughter. Hannah Campbell. Hello. Hello. That was that was some good <laughs> intro. I should have written that down or something. No, 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 no. I need that that was not a good intro and it's very funny because the wow. listener should know that dad just loves to jump right into the episode without giving me any warning. So then he just like goes and I can tell that he just hasn't fully thought about what he's going to say. And then halfway through the intro, he'll be like, okay, now I'm into it and I'm on a roll and I'm good. But the beginning, the beginning of all of these episodes, it's always like one of us, we're just like jumping in without telling the other person. It's always a little bit of a mess. I thought about my intro in the shower and it sounded really good. (laughs) I was thinking about my intro on the walk back from the train today. And then there we go. And I don't remember any of it. Well, so, so anyway, this is a very special anyway. episode of Duking It Out. And this is where you jump in and talk oh, about this is, it. Oh, my yes. gosh. Um, this wonderful amateurs. episode. Okay, yeah, because we didn't talk about how we were going to do this intro. Anyway, this episode is very special because we are recording this very close to when we will be releasing it which is exciting because usually we're like two months ahead because we're planners Um, and we plan ahead yes which makes parts of it hard um and parts of it easier but right now what is coming up is valentine's day so our wonderful editor sister daughter the lovely Katie, she came up with the idea that we should do a like love story, lovey-dovey media and talk about our likes and dislikes, kind of like how we did with Christmas. Our premiere episode, yes. Yes, our premiere episode. But with this, I found out how much harder this was going to be because romance, everything that we have movies and tv shows and books there's just a lot more than christmas things and i just didn't really think that through until i was trying to list everything and i was running i have like three pages here of what i love love yeah there's there's a lot but there's too much well that's true but i feel i just have to admit (laughs) i feel super super insecure about this conversation (laughs) completely insecure (laughs) Because you have four pages or whatever. I have nine bullet points, eight bullet points. And that's, and that was scraping. That was scraping the bottom. Are you kidding? Well, I'm sure. I mean, I didn't want to do like typical easy, easy stuff. Like when Harry met Sally or things like that. But no. And so I was trying to, you know, go a little bit beyond the norm but it's just this is just not a subject that is super near and dear to my heart necessarily you know i think that's not that's not true that's it's not that it's just it's not a subject that like i can watch or read stuff but then it's like okay boom, done 
<laughs> so it's not like it really sticks to me completely. Like Romance. It may, yeah, like it may with you. And it, I, I think, because even when I was looking at all of this, I was like, I guess I, I don't love rom-coms. Right? I need a little bit of tragedy in them, <laughs> movie-wise. But book-wise, I have a hard time reading something if it does not have a little sliver of romance, at least a sliver of romance. Books, if it's just a romance book, I can whip through that in like a day and a half. Boom. See, I think I have read in my entire existence two romance novels. <laughs> Dad, you should go through the books I read last year and you will find the most I'm... horrific covers and the most horrific named books you've ever seen. I'm sure. And they're all amazing. I love them. I'm sure. I I have no doubt of that at all. <laughs> um, and I'm not sure I want to, you know, no. waste my time with those. Uh, you shouldn't. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. So we're we're talking about... Uh, our likes and dislikes in the romance genre in pop culture. Yes. Which I'm gonna I'm gonna go first here. Okay, please do. I think please do. <laughs> I think for me because I did go a bit basic of like what I love just as like a base point. And I think for me, at least right now, it's always like a competition between Jane Austen and Nora Ephron. Okay. I Two love, classics. well, I guess not, not a competition, but those are just like the top tier for me. Like Pride and Prejudice, 2005, the best, my favorite romance probably ever. And I also love the 2020 Emma. Okay. And I love Emma Thompson's Sense and Sensibility. Love those romances. Okay. And then Nora Ephron also with like Sleepless in Seattle and When Harry Met Sally. I just love those. I think that is my basis for romance and rom-coms and just lovey-dovey. What, what about those? What elements in those... Um grab you the most because i i wouldn't necessarily associate any of those with tragedy you said earlier Not, a little I guess, bit of tragedy I guess these you're right you're right these specifically do not have any kind of i guess jane austen always has some dumb thing that goes on in the middle with like a sibling but okay i guess these ones are my exception to tragedy okay all right, so these I are love... like your core. Yes. Okay. So I think the thing that just grabbed, just the way that they are all written, obviously. Just the, like Emma, I think what he says to her is, if I loved you less, I'd be able to talk about it more. Heartbreaking. I love that line so much. Or either of the proposals that Darcy has in the, middle and end of Pride and Prejudice. Now Just have, everything about what he says. Have you read any of those Jane Austen books? See, I cannot get into oh. Jane Austen books, unfortunately. I oh. have tried. I have tried to read Pride and Prejudice, and I just can't. I can't get into that style of like... It's a language? Yes, but it's... 
But like I'm fine listening to it with the movies. Sure. You should start I'm just You should start with Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. No. <laughs> I knew That's a good you were intro. gonna bring that up. No. <laughs> Speaking of Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, that, that movie should have been R. Anyway, okay. I did read that one though. So I don't know Your if that turn. counts. No, it doesn't. Um my turn. Um I've got of um i i'm probably i'm probably like you where i like a little twinge of tragedy so my probably my favorite romance movie you know outside of the normal harry met sally those kinds of things would be casablanca yeah, yeah. with humphrey bogart and lauren bacall mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's a tragic ending it's two yes. lovers and they're not able to to uh be together and I love Humphrey Bogart completely. So that would probably, and and it's you know, one of the best movies, period. It's just a very mm-hmm. romantic, tragic um, movie that, that I saw in very formative years, probably when I was an early teenager, when I was going through a big you know, black and white phase and old movie phase and all that stuff. So I think those, I think that's a a good one for me. That is. Um, Yeah, that's, that's about the extent of my uh, culture there, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Then we just start scraping away at shallow stuff (laughs) at that point. (laughs) Um, (laughs) For my next, like segment i have here i will watch anything that is queer obviously um because i am queer um (laughs) so i think as a list for these i love there is this documentary called secret love and it is about these two women who they grew up, I think, through, like, the f- 60s. They were dating, but it just wasn't accepted, and neither family accepted it, so they hid it, which is why it's called Secret Love. Right. So it's a documentary about them talking about it and how their families have come around, but they're also getting so old that they need to be moved. And it's such a good documentary, and just the way that it is able to... Is that, And that's like, the name of it? Secret Love, yeah, which... It's on Netflix. Is it new? And Secret Love. I think I watched it in 2020 because I remember watching it at the airport. And they have like a little intro and right. then they have kind of like the title sequence. Guess what song is under the title sequence? It is Doris Day's Secret Love from Calamity Jane. And I oh, was that's in so funny. Dad, I was in the terminal. That song came on, just started bawling. Like oh. I remember my mask was wet. It was like, it was so it's such a good love story and like it's also tragic because I think they're both starting to get dementia so they can't quite remember things but mm. uh, it's like that's a really good That is I don't know. And then yeah. it's uh I just I love that documentary but then that's also with 
gay love stories like i just love and they're all tragic because they're gay so like portrait of a lady on fire right. broke back mountain we got carol which actually is not tragic I that movie is i didn't think you liked carol see i did not like it the first time that i watched it and then i didn't watch it for a couple of years right. and then i just i think i rewatched it for the first time this last christmas um because i also forgot that it was a christmas movie so then i realized it was and i was like hmm. i'll watch that and it was so unbelievably good and so much better than i remembered huh i was kind of upset at how much i did not like it the first time i think it's just it's just a, a serious yeah it's just a more serious romance than what i usually like okay but like the romance between the two women they're just much more but then i rewatched it and i was like no they have funny moments i don't know huh i don't know i guess i was homophobic a couple years ago and just couldn't get into it maybe maybe that's what it was <laughs> my next picks i'm gonna go in the way back machine and really expo expose my age on this one here we but go i'm gonna go as I'm... if casablanca didn't well true True, but this is even more so. Um, this is, I'm going back to two television shows. Here we go. One from 1985 to 1989, and the other one from 1982 to 1987. Okay. One of which is Moonlighting with Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepard, and the other one is Remington Steele with Pierce Brosnan and Stephanie Zimbalist. Have you heard of either of these? I have heard of Moonlighting because the cinephiles talk about it when they do their Die Hard episode. Oh, that's right. Okay, they do. Okay. But Remington Steele, you haven't heard of that? I don't think I've heard of that one. It's so funny because both of these shows have these two male and female leads. Sybil Shepard, I think if I remember correctly, she was an ex-model who buys a private detective agency of which Bruce Willis is a part of or he maybe runs it and she bought it and so they start doing cases together and they're just bantering the whole time and I love <laughs> good bantering love good bantering with Remington Steele Stephanie Zimbalist creates this detective agency detective agencies were big in the 80s yeah and, I guess and she created a uh, this detective agency but called it Remington Steele, gave it a man's name and a man's um, that was running it, but nobody ever saw him and she was the one that did all the work. So she would get hired because it was a man's detective agency, but she would do it all. Oh, okay. But okay. then Pierce Brosnan comes along and says, I'm Remington Steele. And she has to go okay. along with it so that the show, that the detective agency doesn't implode. And he is the coolest, suavest guy. And he knows every old movie and quotes movies constantly through each episode. <laughs> and that was my catnip. That's where I... Wait, that one sounds so cute. Oh my gosh. It probably still holds up. Well, actually, it probably doesn't. <laughs> but it's such a great concept. And they would be doing you know, a case and he'd be like, oh, this is just like Strangers on a Train, 1942, blah, 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 blah. Or 1944. <laughs> and goes off. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I 
that's how I was introduced to so many movies through through that. But they Aww. would banter and banter that's and banter. That's so cute. Yeah. And eventually, probably about in the middle of both the runs of those shows, they eventually, you know, consummated their both their relationships. They it fell in love, admitted that they had feelings for each other, and kind of went on from there. So it was this. They would have a case of the week, but there was always this tension. Ugh. It was so hot. So hot. It makes me want to go back and watch them. It does. Especially Moonlight. Moonlighting so was so... Ooh, it was so sexy. And Pierce, I guess I will need to check them out. Uh, yeah, you, you should. The thing, I don't think... Uh, I'm not even... I don't even think Moonlighting is streaming... Well, neither one are streaming anywhere. It took Remington Steel forever to come out on DVD, and I don't think Moonlighting is out on DVD yet. Wow. It's a little... It's a little crazy. But... I'm gonna have to do Remington illegal Steel, activity to find it. Yeah, Remington Steel is what kept Pierce Brosnan for, from becoming James Bond during the Timothy Dalton movies. And... Oh! Timothy Dalton, then they moved away from him and then went back to Pierce when he was older, like a decade later and wow, picked him up a second time. Yeah. It's crazy. That whole ordeal is crazy. Yeah. Wow. So those are my romantic, um, TV shows that I, <laughs> I just, I was obsessed with those when I was young. Obsessed. I, have been obsessed with um there is a genre of anime called slice of life okay i knew you were gonna pick up some some anime i had i have to because that was the thing i was like i know dad's not gonna do it i have to have some Mm -mm. kind of difference so and i kind of last year i think maybe it's 2020 I just went down this huge rabbit hole of all of these like 12 episode shows where I watched them in like two days and then I can't remember anybody's names. And they're all they're all standalone stories. It's not like ongoing series or anything like that. It's just 12 episodes. Boom. Well, it depends on. Okay. What you're watching. Just it's anime is usually used as like an advertisement for the manga. Okay. So they'll usually just like animate the first season and then oh. it'll be like cliffhanger and then you have to go and read the manga. Which the manga guess what will be I ongoing. did. Yes. Okay. They caught me with a couple of them. I have a couple <laughs> of the mangas because they I knew they weren't going to keep doing it so I had to Sucker. buy them and they're still amazing. Exactly. And so I love all of them. They're also like Love is Hard for Otaku is one, Bloom into You, otaku. From Me to You. And Love is War. Those are a couple of my favorite ones that I need to rewatch, honestly, because they just, they're so cute. They make me blush. They're adorable. (laughs) Because they all have big eyes. Yeah, that's exactly why I love them, Dad, because they're big eyes. (laughs) Do you have any dislikes? Yeah, but I want to get to guilty pleasures first. Can we do that? Here we go. Here we go. Can we? Okay, my guilty pleasure. This is a guilty pleasure romance, and it's one of those movies that no matter where I'm at or what I'm doing, if I'm flipping through, which I don't really flip through channels anymore, but if I am, and it's on, I'm watching it. 
Hold on. Let can me see guess? if I can guess. Is it is it Crazy Stupid Love? Oh, no. No, 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 no. Darn it! Nope. It's worse than that. It is so oh, uh, worse than that. I don't think I'm going to get it. No. There's no way. 2001's Shallow Hell. I should. I can't believe. I cannot I, believe. I did not guess I, that. I am I so mad at myself. I know, because you kind of know that. But I, I don't know what it is. can't stand that movie. You said no. last you said last episode that Jack Black cannot do any wrong and he is perfect in this movie. He is the only reason that movie is a little bit tolerable. And it's got a great message. It's got a fantastic message. Gwyneth Paltrow is hilarious. She shows her comedic chops and it's such a sweet sweet movie. So anytime that's on, and if it was like a double feature with Shallow Hal and... Um, without a paddle. Without a paddle. Oh my gosh. I am done for the day. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't guess Shallow Hal. That, oh my gosh. Yeah. See, I'm just so anti-fat suit now that like any... Yeah. Even, even if it's a movie that was in the past, I just... I can't get past it but you're, anymore. Yeah, but you're, you know, they couldn't have done it without a fat suit. They couldn't do the movie without a fat suit. Ugh. That was the whole point of it. I guess, and, but I just don't like it. I know, I know. I don't like it. So, that's, um, that's, do you have a guilty pleasure? Well, my guilty pleasure are all of these romance books that I read. Those are the ones okay. that, oh, the ones at least that you're the talking super, like, bad ones but i think so my guilty pleasure are all of these ones that i read that are not like i give them two stars but i still eat them up like all of the tropes of like are they actually going to get together it always has me on the edge of my seat unfortunately but so i think that would be my guilty pleasure but to segue into what i don't like is any romance book that is just strictly romance over 400 pages. Oh my gosh. Count me out. It needs to be like 375 max. Anything that is like 425, no. That needs to be cut down 100 pages, I can tell you right now. Or, I mean, the only, the only, oh, you know what? Oh, I totally forgot. I've read a couple of the Outlander books too, and those are ginormous. But that isn't, that's, that's more that's than his, just right. romance. That's historical fiction yeah. romance. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. I've never read those. I feel like at some point I will need to. I tried watching the show, but I couldn't get into it for some reason. The The first one is really good um, because it's very, it's very romantic. The second one... Yeah is very much historical and they've they're already together so it it's it loses some of that edge and they've even said in making the tv series that the second series the second book is the hardest one to make and that's all i've watched and read i haven't gone further but those are ginormous yeah. books as well yeah they're so they're, I... they're good mm. but yeah from what i've read the ones i don't, I don't like what i don't yes. like um I've got, this was really difficult for me. So <laughs> it um, was also hard for me to find ones that I didn't like. And and I think I some know. of it is because I tend to avoid the crappy romance um, yeah. books 
that you're probably talking about as well as movies. I just, yes. I just won't watch them necessarily. So I, I don't see them. But a couple that I have, one would be Last Christmas from 2019 with Amelia Clark and Henry Golding. I was, I, that was one of the ones that I was like, oh, I can picture one, yep. like the really bad romance yeah. that I'm picturing is the Amelia Clark one. And I can't remember the name. Yeah, it was, it's George exactly. Michael's music. And, Same brain. And that was, I could not stand it because I felt totally gypped. One, Ugh. it's not a Christmas movie, even though it's takes place what? at Christmas. N no. Uh-uh. It takes place at Christmas. <laughs> Big deal. <laughs> but, and it's not even a romance. Uh, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, sorry. And I don't even really remember it, but... <laughs> The guy that she's been talking to and romancing the entire movie, he's already dead or something like that. What? You haven't seen it? No way. Oh, I thought you no had. No way. I did not. No, no, no. Yeah. And no so, way. And that was one I was like. She's all, she's got mental problems and there's a whole lot of mental health stuff going on. Like they think she tries to kill herself a time or two. And oh, so my it's goodness. Dark. It's super dark. And then you find out at the end that. She just imagined this whole guy, this guy the whole time. Like he was already dead or go. Yeah, I think he was already dead or something. And it was like, ugh, gross. No, Christmas lights in the background of a, yeah, it's way too much. So I hated that. I felt gypped. I felt like I needed a refund. That is one that to wash your mouth out, you watch Love Hard. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. Love, Love Hard is good. That is a great one. And on, um, that, on that note, I would also say um, <laughs> Your Christmas or Mine that came out this year on Amazon Prime with Aza Butterfield and Cora Kirk. Yeah. Is a great romantic movie. <laughs> and it's it's a notch above those Hallmark movies. But we got sucked. <laughs> I was dying to see it because it was a great premise. These two kids are... Oh, that's right. I, uh, was, I was like, how do I know yeah, you these, liked it? I loved it. Oh, and it's, no. And it's probably no. for all the bad reasons, all the wrong reasons, but it totally worked <laughs> for me because I love both of them and they all have British accents. So that says a whole nother thing, but they all, they're going to their respective homes for Christmas. And at the last second, they both have the same idea on their separate trains to join their partner and go home with them for Christmas. But they they both do it. And so they both get on the trains <laughs> to go back to I mean, it's so dumb. It's, it's, it's so dumb. It's a cool premise. But, like, I, I watched the whole trailer. And the trailer is so long. And it gives away so much. I couldn't handle it. Uh, it kind of does. But it's great because then they get to experience each other's families without their partner there. And, yeah. and learn more about them. Through their families, I guess. and it's so. It's. I it's need a, to put it on my list for next do. or this next Christmas. You do because it's even just as a Christmas movie. It's like oh, it's so warm and fuzzy and so nice. Oh, we loved it. <laughs> I loved it probably more than your mom did. I'm so, sure you did. But anyway, we were supposed to be talking about dislikes. Dislikes. Um. One from I don't like. Love Victor. It's not no. a good. Yeah. That's also a guilty pleasure though, because I did watch all of it. So, <laughs> but it's just not good. Yeah. yeah. That was the series, right? It's just, 
<laughs> it was a series that was, you know, like Love Simon. Right? It's did you the like the school. movie? Love Simon. I I kind of liked the movie, but it's still. I don't know. It's kind of it's dated at this point. Yeah. Yeah. But I see. That's what we love and what we hate. Yeah. True. About romance. Okay, so my next dislike is another old movie because I was I was scraping. I've got one more dislike, <laughs> but I was scraping. I was like, what do I hate? I hate I hate um, miscommunications. Yes. I hate that in yep. White Christmas. It bugs me. Yep. I yell at the screen every mm-hmm. year when mm-hmm. the whole turmoil happens because... <laughs> of rumors and instead of just going directly to the person and saying hey did you say this blah 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 no no anyway that's not what I dislike what I dislike is 1957's An Affair to Remember with Cary Grant and Deborah Kerr which is never kind seen of the premise, premise of what Sleepless in Seattle I have no idea where they're supposed don't they meet aren't they supposed to meet somewhere at the end of Sleepless in Seattle and they finally get together yes. okay so, an affair to remember. That's it. Kind of bounced off an affair to remember. Cary Grant and Deborah Kerr. They meet on a ship or something like that. He's a playboy. She does something, and they're both engaged to other people. They just they fall in love. Um, basically, he says, "I've got to prove myself to you. I'm going to go get a real job, and we'll meet." at the top of the empire state building in six months. And, uh, if, if this, if one of us is not there, then we know it's not real. And it's also a little bit like before sunset. I was just going to say, I was just going to say, I was like, this is why you don't like before sunrise This is before sunrise. Yeah. This is a callback dad. No, it's, (laughs) it's not that because at least they communicate with each other. Well, in the meantime, Deborah Kerr, I think on the way to the Empire State Building, she gets hit by a car and is has her legs broken and she's paralyzed. So she doesn't go because he can't see me in a wheelchair and he can't see me in this horrible place that I'm in. And oh, so, it's not even that like she missed it. It's just that she doesn't want to go because she's in a wheelchair. Yeah. And so it's, a, it's this horrible miscommunication thing instead of just being honest and stuff. Oh, it's Ableist. awful. Hate it. Ew hate that so there's that one more that i don't like okay um eternal sunshine of a spotless mind don't like that Are i you don't serious? think i just rewatched it i it would have been on my like list if i had not just rewatched it and i just did and i because that's on I my rewatch know. list because it's been forever since i've seen that and i like i don't it. know what it is i just don't think i like charlie kaufman because i don't like anything else that he has done and i under like i know he's an acquired taste i've seen adaptation and i didn't or like being john malkovich i i don't know i need to rewatch being john malkovich because i remember the first time watching it and i think that might have been my first charlie kaufman movie but i didn't know who he was obviously because it was my first one yeah which I did just weird. say. He's, he's the writer of these movies. And then yes. he's directed one or two lately. That yeah. That haven't been very good, apparently. I, yeah, I just couldn't. 
I could not get into any of them. And I don't know. I just couldn't understand, like, the depression that they were... I It was just too sad, honestly. I... Yeah. It's just a little, don't like it's it any I, of it. And again, I have not seen it in years, but I remember really liking it, and your mom not liking it because I think it was too <laughs> weird. It was outside of her weird realm. But I, yeah. but also in thinking about it, it kind of and correct me if I'm wrong, but it kind of reminds me of Severance on Apple TV on Apple Plus, yes. where yeah. you have memories at work that don't translate to memories at home. And and that's a little bit like Eternal Sunshine if I remember. And I it is that it, they are very similar in that <clears throat> aspect and I I think the part that I really do like is the weirdness of that. Like right. I really love like the way that they go in and out of memories and how different they are. But I think it's also um maybe not the root of like the manic pixie dream girl of like an unattainable woman that like this and scott pilgrim they kind of okay feed into that so this just kind of feels like <clears throat> the beginning of that kind of thought process in men and that kind of just makes me feel ill hmm. and i don't like it and i don't really remember that part maybe because it feels very natural who knows <laughs> <laughs> just like just the way that she's written she's just very i don't know i can't really explain like she's just unattainable and she has huh it's just her being unattainable i think and her having her own doesn't she have pink hair in the movie or something blue blue close. Oh, so close yeah i thought it was some some color <laughs> yeah Interesting. Blue and her name is on my list of rewatches. You so should rewatch it and let me know how you feel about it after rewatching it. And how it. wrong you are, I'm sure. Yeah. My, uh. my last dislike, and really, I don't think I need to see anything more about this than the title. Here we go. Can't wait. Star Wars Episode 2 Attack of the Clones. <laughs> see? I don't think I need to say anything else. It's supposed to be a romance. We're supposed to see them fall in love. And that is the least and chemistry. That's they the, have no chemistry. Yeah, that's the least amount of chemistry any on-screen couple has ever had in their entire lives. <laughs> and it's the dialogue is awful. It's clunky. And them rolling around in a pasture with a little alien. But her fits, Dad. Her fits. She sure. looks amazing the whole time. Sure. That gives it at least two stars. Okay, and that's about all it should get in the romance part of it so okay sure anyway. sure yeah any anything else on your on your end there on dislikes um no it's very well you know like anything by woody allen but that's like it right and that's more just because of him well and i don't like i don't i didn't like his movies before everything yeah, i found I agree. out i agree <laughs> what let me ask this what if you can categorize things that you don't like about that, that would fall into the bad romance category, what would that be? It's such a fine line of like what I find romantic because some try so hard to get there and 
I think it just has to do with how they word their emotions, hmm. honestly. Hmm. Okay. And how because there are there's so much out there. It just feels like how much is recycled. Like how original are they going to get? Right. Like in Man Up, if you remember that one with <laughs> Do you remember that one with I... Simon Pegg? Oh. And she pretends to be his date and he thinks that she is his blind date. Kind of, yeah. And he's like, oh, you're my blind... The, when they first meet, yeah, he says... She's like, pretend... She's like, oh, no, like, I'm not actually... And he's not listening to her. And then he quotes to her Silence of the Lambs, which <laughs> she had just watched, like, that morning. <laughs> and then she kind of pauses and is like, you know what? Actually, I am this person. I am going to go on this very spontaneous date. Like, that got me. I'm hooked. Oh, that's funny. All you had... Th I think that is... I think just originality, sure. really. Sure. But, or like if it's a musical, then I'm there. A musical, boom, I'm in it. I don't right. care what else is happening. I don't care how stupid it is. I will love it if it's a musical. And then if it's gay, I will always watch it. I might not like it. <laughs> might not like it. Okay. I didn't like holiday season or that oh. Christmas one that came out like two years ago. Right. Didn't like that one. I like that one. But I like that one. What about I, you? What's on your checklist? I, I can't believe neither of us oh. mentioned uh, catastrophe as a as a big light. <gasps> I know. I just thought of it too oh. as you were talking about this. Um, oh, I, I think, love catastrophe. Yep. I think. Oh, and I'm sorry. One last thing okay, on my what? list. What? I need the angst. I need there to be like a will they or won't they. I need there oh, sure. to be a moment of them almost kissing and then not kissing. Right. And then later kissing. Yeah. I just need the yearning of it. True. And so there's there's those uh there's different kind of romances. There's those kind where it's at the beginning of a relationship. Like one of my favorites is Crazy Rich Asians. Because mm, yeah. I know you don't, I know you don't care for that much for it, and I think I, I have more built it. into it because I read the books before okay, yeah, the movie, yeah. and so I was super excited about the movie. The movie is gigantic; it's decadent. Mm -hmm. It 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 features underrepresented people, which I absolutely loved. Oh, yeah. um, it's a different kind of angst because it's more like they're together. Are they going to be able to? bridge this cultural divide and make it to the end it's not so much yes. will they or won't they it's are they going to be able to survive all of these cultural pressures that are put on them which is an interesting different slant to it and i was all in for that and i don't mm -hmm. know if they're going to be able to figure out how to make the sequel or or not but it drives drives me nuts which you saying that i i'm looking at my list again and i don't think I have any anything on my list is not someone who's already in a relationship yeah, so and we're seeing what's happening. It's all the beginnings. It is always the beginning, but there's like there's this one called Comet, which is one of my like deepest loves of movies. It's like one of my top favorite movies ever. It's by the same guy who did Mr. Robot, and I meant to look up his oh. name and I cannot remember 
what his yeah. name is. But like Justin Long is in it. Uh-huh. And then <clears throat> I can't remember her name, but she's the main girl in Shameless. He's the same guy that did the series on Amazon with <laughs> Julia Roberts. <laughs> the first season. Oh, with- the. I know what you're talking yeah. about. But this one. He's beating himself up. I He's am. trying to figure remember the name seasons. of the show. Yeah. I'm gonna have to look it up. Go ahead. <laughs> um oh wait. You almost had oh. it. Oh you almost had Hold it. On. It's oh, the well. one where she's like helping them yeah, when they like, get back from the army. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. <sighs> when you find it, you just gotta tell me. I'm not gonna I, be able to keep going. I can't do it that fast. <laughs> So we're going to keep keep talking, keep going. Anyway, comment. It's yes. it's just a really good like dissection of a relationship where it's out of order, and the way that you see it, it's almost like they're thinking about their relationship. So it's fantasized a little bit. Is it animated? No. Oh. And so like we see the beginning of like how they meet, which is. And all, just the way that it's written, too. They just have such good sentences. Like, one of the parts that really... I think I paused it, and I was like, this movie's going to be a problem for me. <laughs> because they're, like, walking around this graveyard, and... Homecoming. He, Homecoming! Oh, I forgot he did that. Yeah. Oh, that is an endorsed show. Yeah, that's a good show. From this show. That... Oh, it's so good. But they're walking through this graveyard the first night that they've met and they're just like chit-chatting about all this stuff it's like the middle of the night and they were kind of silent for a second and he looks at her and then he you start to like you see him start to say something and she interrupts she's like wait wait wait. you can say what you have to say but then as soon as you say it we have to be silent for a minute (laughs) and so he kind of like nods and he and what he says is i'm really gonna miss you tomorrow and then they have to be silent and just like I'm getting teared up oh. right now. <laughs> oh, but then so like you see, like how they're really good in their relationship, and then you see the really bad parts, and then the very end. That movie is so good, That's and it's awesome. beautiful to like look at, and the cinematography and the colors that they use. Oh my gosh, where I need you, to rewatch that movie. It's so good. Emmy Rossum. It? That's her name. That's the actress's name. Sorry. What's the name? Emmy Rossum. Emmy Rossum. Where, where can She's you in find, Shameless. Where can you find Comet? I don't think it is anywhere, actually. It hmm. used to be on Netflix, but then they selfishly removed it. Hmm. So I think you will have to either rent it or pirate it. Which we don't endorse. Which we don't endorse, but we wink, do. wink, we do. We do. <laughs> <laughs> well there's our discussion on romances you can yeah tell we've got lots of ideas and lots of thoughts about that we have lots of opinions and this is kind of <clears throat> all over the place yeah definitely so we're going to take a quick break and when we come yep. back we will be talking about what is making us excited right now mm-hmm. life could be a dream life could be a dream welcome back uh this is our for this episode this is going to be our last segment because we are kind of 
popping <clears throat> this into our queue here. So we are not going to be doing a last call because that would just no mess need. everything up. It would. <laughs> I can't even imagine what we do if we had I to do have that. no idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so for me, what is making me excited this uh, romantic season is Emily Henry, who she writes romance, but she writes the best romance ever. Um, she has written like book lovers was her most recent one. She has done beach read. And then she did mm. people we meet on vacation. And I think beach read is my favorite of hers that she's written. She's had a good she, couple last few years. Those have been big titles. They, and those are the only books she's written. Wow. They are incredible. And they're also like, there's always just a little bit of, devastation like i have not gone through a book without crying any of hers they are so good i love her but she's coming out with a new book thank goodness she's coming out with happy place which the set i just read what the setup is and it's about a couple who has broken up already but they can't figure out how to like tell their friends <laughs> so they are pretending that they're still together. Oh. And then they go on like a vacation to like a secluded cabin with all of them. So it's them faking it, but then also like, oh, are you faking it? Or like, are we gonna have a second chance? I can't wait. I read that like summary and I got chills. I can't wait. Wow. It comes out in May. I don't know the day, but it comes out in May and I am so excited for it that's really that's really interesting that sounds good mm -hmm. uh what's making me excited is ironically <laughs> another book <gasps> and it's a little bit following my same theme of some of the <laughs> romantic things that i liked but uh there's an author peter swanson that oh. i have been obsessed with since his uh since he first started coming out with books in early 20 teens and uh, so he hasn't been around too long. I think he's written about seven or eight different books, and I've read all of them. And one of his better books um, is the is called The Kind Worth Killing, and that came out mm. in 2015. And it's again, it harkens back to a great premise of uh, basically a Hitchcock premise where a man and a woman randomly meet on an airplane and they banter. They have good playful banter and he mentions it'd be great if somebody were to kill my wife or something like that and so she takes it upon herself to go down that path with him once they land and get to their locations she contacts him and kind of starts blackmailing him and things go from there and it's a great, twisty, fun, sexy book. That's the kind worth killing. Well, it was just announced a few days ago, actually, that he's written a sequel called The Kind Worth Saving, which, <laughs> which has the same female in it, which really makes me want to reread a, The Kind Worth Killing before this one comes out because I don't... Except for the premise, I really don't remember. I read it so fast, I really don't remember. 
Because I saw the title, but I don't... I didn't even look at the summary, but which woman? I well, I, I th- thought I remembered everything about that book, but I, I guess I don't. I think it's the the main woman. And, and maybe it has to do with the... Uh, because I think there's a cop that was chasing them in the kind worth killing, and um, and maybe he's in the second well, one as well. I don't. I that don't detective, know. she's in like three of his other ones. Yeah, but it's a male detective in the kind oh. worth saving. So anyway, oh. it's some sort of a sequel mm. to it, and uh, his his books in the later years have all kind of decreased in quant- quality. Yes. Uh, and Hannah has read most if not all of those as well and have you read the the girl with a clock for a heart or the that one yes i've read all of them okay. except for the one that came out last year oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. it was all right yeah. so anyway that's what's making me excited this book um comes out on march 7th of this year just right around the corner <gasps> i know so it's, oh my goodness it's very close very exciting so um i'm that's what's making me very very excited and that's it for this. We're not even doing last call. Nope. So this our, is our goodbye. That's our romance episode. So <laughs> hope everybody Happy liked Valentine's it. Day. <laughs> Happy hope Valentine's have... Day. Happy Valentine's Day. This gave you some suggestions as to what you should watch for the next like coming week. Perfect. Yeah. Well, great. Um, <laughs> Hannah, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. And it was good talking romance with you. Yeah. You too. Okay. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you.